Welcome back to another episode of season two of the Soul Inspired podcast. Today we are speaking with Bronte Banning. She is an incredible human being from the Sutherland Shire. She is a Reiki healer, a tarot and oracle reader, a yoga teacher and studio owner, a holistic lifestyle coach, and so much more. In today's episode, we talk all about the power of yoga, union, healing, and so much more. Bronte is truly such a beautiful soul and you can truly tell that healing is her calling. I hope that you enjoy. So I wanted to have you on here because you really do inspire me with all of the different things that you're doing and I actually didn't realize how many different things you were doing until quite recently and I would love if you could kind of go into what it is you do obviously you have your own business but if you can kind of elaborate a little bit on what that is for everyone yeah cool so to be honest I don't really know what I do specifically (laughs) I I like to help people so I do that in many ways um I recently set up a yoga studio, so prior to lockdown, (laughs) set that up. We were open for about uh, three weeks, Um, and so, yeah, just been transitioning into the online platform, which is another story, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, so I've been kind of getting that going, um, privates before, um, similar to you, and privates before I opened the studio, and I've been doing a lot of privates now. Um, and then just naturally I've transitioned into a more spiritual path, um, mm. which has been such a beautiful complement to my yoga practice or my yoga practice and my yoga teachings. So I do Reiki, I do uh, tarot readings, I do oracle guidance, I do uh, holistic lifestyle coaching, I do quite a bit. Um, yeah. So I just pretty much offer all of the modalities that have helped me through my path um get to where I am today yeah that's so beautiful and I I did notice that your studio opened just before lockdown and I think that lockdown has been such a challenge for anyone who has a physical business so what are some of the ways that you've kind of navigated that or you know if it hasn't really worked what are some of the ways that you've been trying to navigate that or any of the the tips maybe that you have for people that are trying to go into the online space more with their kind of like yoga or like you said the other modalities that you offer yeah cool so I yeah I opened I think it was about three weeks before lockdown and I was so excited coming out of the first lockdown I was like I'm gonna find Mm. a studio I'm gonna find a space I'm gonna open up my own studio because I was so tired of working for other people and running around to different studios and I'm sure people understand if Mm -hmm. you are a yoga teacher it's just it's the most rewarding job but it is exhausting running around um so I opened my studio and it was amazing I was attracting all the right people um and then lockdown happened and I just my brain was like oh I I found it quite funny because it was quite funny at the time so it's like ah what can you do right so I just thought I'd move it straight online and so that's what I did I moved my whole timetable straight online charged the same prices the same classes etc etc and a couple weeks in I was like this isn't working and because I was trying Mm -hmm. to build up clientele already 
it was quite mm. a tricky tricky situation so then I mm. reduced my timetable um reduced my classes reduced the times of the classes and reduced the prices and then it's just hit and miss and showing up online all the time is quite exhausting um mm -hmm. it's awesome because you get to connect with people in different ways but it's different to teaching in a real life class um so then I moved into I'd been recording all of my classes which was such a brilliant idea I didn't even yeah. think about it at the time so I went back and edited them and put them all together in a yoga library on my mm -hmm. website so I'm not the most tech savvy person but somehow I managed to kind of put them all together and yeah and I just charge five dollars a month um, at the moment for all of my videos I do short mm -hmm. videos long videos uh yin yang um meditation breathing like all different kinds of videos so people can come and practice anytime like in the middle of the night um in the middle of the mm. day at work at home doing whatever they do and it was accessible so in the yeah. end that really worked for me mm. and it allowed me to spend time doing the other things so getting my reiki business up and going and yeah just creating other pathways and so the two have been a really beautiful balance I guess um and I think anyone who's thinking of either opening an online studio or, or a in-person studio I don't even know what you call that these days a real studio <laughs> yeah <laughs> physical space um yeah I definitely have a backup COVID plan um yeah just a backup option so now I can kind of split my time my energy and have two streams of income rather than just solely relying on the one space yeah yeah wow yeah I think that that is just really it really talks about like you being willing to be flexible which kind of leads me into one of the questions which I was going to ask which is how do you bring yogic philosophy into your day-to-day -day life and that kind of like that kind of just made me feel like okay we can go there now um, because I think being flexible like is something that you do learn in yoga and I think people automatically think oh yeah flexible body but it's more that you learn to have that flexibility of mind you learn not to be so rigid and stuck in your ways and think that everything has to go a certain way so yeah I'd love to hear kind of how you bring yogic philosophy into your day-to-day -day life yeah a funny one yoga philosophy is so easy to practice on the mat right it's like oh mm. yeah just be calm relax go with the flow yeah. yeah 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 that's easy when you're in a pose and breathing and doing all of these um physical yeah asana although mm -hmm. the biggest work I guess for me um happens when I'm not on the mat so when I'm out for example like lockdown what am I going to do with my studio? You can't fight it, right? You can't say, no, I'm going to stay open because you can't, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to, yeah, be flexible and find what works and what doesn't. And I'm naturally quite um, watery. I go with mm -hmm. the flow. So yeah, that was a little 
probably a little bit easier for me. Um, I was just taking little clues, like students leave clues, right? They're like, I want this, I want that. And you just, you take them and you see, you give them what they want, right? So yeah, each week I was changing and adjusting and part of me is quite OCD. So I'm like, oh no, it has to be this way. I've just done my timetable. It looks pretty, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, well, no, you know, people want this and so you're constantly adapting and changing um and this is what we learn in yoga right on the mat um if your body doesn't feel like it today don't push it right listening to your body and the rhythm of your body um and we just kind of yeah ride the wave and when we don't it's hard when we're trying to force things it's so much harder so it's like why bother making your life more challenging life's already tough (laughs) yes so it sounds like you are really just allowing things to be as they are not trying to force them and like we've been talking about everything that you learn on the mat when you first start yoga you think oh like I have to get this pose I have to do this I have to but it's not really any of that it's really learning to bring (laughs) what you've learned on the mat actually into your everyday life and a lot of that is like that gentleness with yourself and the honoring of yourself and when we can do that with ourselves it makes a lot easier to honor the people around us and the situations around us and not trying to force anything like what's been going on in the world for the last almost two years none of us have had any control over and when you are getting super stressed out or trying to have your like clutches in really really tight it just it doesn't help and it doesn't make anything better and it can be so much harder like to actually put that into practice but I think yeah that's one of the most beautiful things that we learn in yoga is to really like let go of what we can't control and to take that out into the world with us so was there any like pivotal moment or event that kind of set you on this path yes many um yeah so as you were speaking just then it just kind of came to my mind so I started teaching yoga I don't know maybe it was three or four years ago now um Mm -hmm. not long but I was like ah this is finally what I'm meant to do yeah and um and then naturally I just progressed into teaching. I just went and taught my first class. And that's one tip that I recommend to any new teachers, just go and do it. Just yes. go and teach. And you're not going to be perfect at the beginning, right? But just let it let it flow. <laughs> yes, it's never as scary as what you think it's going to be. Like people no. generally just, if you can hold the space for them and like let, let yourself be vulnerable, people are going to be so okay with that. Mm. And that's what people want at the moment is just to be held. People don't really mind what they're doing in the class. They just want to come and just exhale. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I guess naturally I was just teaching and teaching and teaching in different studios. Um, I was working in a health food store at the time and just finding this balance, um, Mm -hmm. really smooth sailing for a while. And then, um, like without going too deep into it, I um, so yeah, I guess it's been 
just over a year now I lost my dad I'm sorry um, to hear that yeah thank you he yeah he took his own life so in August last year um yeah I hit rock bottom yeah <laughs> rock, I can rock bottom. why and yeah so that was like that was a big moment for me. I mm -hmm. obviously took, I took a lot of time off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I took a lot of time off and I just took the time to let my body just go through the cycle. Um, I felt, you know, it all going through the waves. Um, but there was, there was a time and I remember I, I lost faith in my yoga practice. I'm like, what is this? You know, I go to this yoga class and they're just telling me to breathe. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I just thought, no, they don't know. They don't know what I've been through. They don't get it. It's like I was, I don't know, I was the only person who'd been through this and nobody else understood. And which I guess is true to some extent, but yeah, I just kept showing up. And I just kept going to practice. Um, I wasn't teaching at the time, but I just, I just kept going. And I was like, I don't know why I keep going, but I'm just going to keep going. And every time I went, I just bawled my eyes out. But I felt better. And mm. it was messing with my head. I was like, no, like I felt like I couldn't enjoy myself, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember there was this moment and... The teacher, I can't even remember the class, but the teacher was like, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. And I was like, oh my God, you just breathe. Like <laughs> it was this light bulb moment for me. Um, and I remember that clear as day. And I just understood. I was like, yeah. I get it. Like it's so simple. Like you can make it as big or as small, as complicated or as simple as you like mm. but all you need to do is breathe and I was just breathing and I was like I can't control what happens out there I can't control what people do I can't control how people react I can't control anything outside of me um which is quite a yeah a big thing to realize and then yeah. But the only thing you can control is your breath, right? Your state. So when you control your breath and you just you just breathe, you calm your whole body down. Your body's not in that fear, um, that anxious state. Yeah. You're just breathing and you're just in the moment. Um, and it's, yeah, you're not in that place anymore. So that mm. for me was just like a, I get it now and when we can control our state we control how we can react or not react to people right react mm. to situations so that was kind of the aha moment. moment yeah I can imagine that having that kind of realization after such a big life-changing event in your life was that something that then from having that realization from having that moment did that kind of push you towards wanting to create that space for other people towards wanting to offer that same 
I guess, release and understanding for other people too? Was that a big motivator in, you know, creating what you've created now? Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's why we do what we do is because yeah. yoga has helped us. Like we, we mm -hmm. don't teach for money. We don't teach for whatever reasons. We teach because we want to <laughs> yeah. share that, that feeling um, mm -hmm. that we get from it. So once I kind of sat with the depths of my emotions, I just shot out and I was on this, um, and I still am on this journey to creating space for people mm. to just come and just breathe. Like it was that simple. And I went back teaching and I started attracting all these clients, clients with a lot of trauma and clients um, who don't normally feel comfortable doing yoga. They were just kind of falling into my class and everyone was crying. And I'm like, I've never been able to get so deep with people, but mm. my classes were so simple. And it's just about holding that space. So that was my, um, my intentions on creating my studios. My dad and I started doing yoga together just before mm. he left. Um, and he made him smile. Like he was just beaming with joy. Yeah. And I wanted to create a space for men, um, especially yeah. men who have never, you know, everyone wants to try yoga, but they feel, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can come. I don't have the right pants. I don't have this or that, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Just come. <laughs> so that was my intentions on opening the space. And that's really what I've gotten out of it. I've connected with some amazing men, um, dads, yeah, people with kids and people who want to work on themselves. So naturally, they've just kind of fallen into my studio, and yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I love that so much, and think it's so important. Like touching on um, men in yoga, it's so much less common for them to actually make their way to a studio. But I notice any male students that I have, when they actually get it, it's it's so big for them and it's so impactful in their life and it's so helpful and it's such a release I think um you know as much as there's definitely a shift men have this um this almost like a responsibility placed upon them invisible that they have to hold everything together for everyone else and they're not allowed to do anything to have space created for them and to just like have that moment of and I think for for us as yoga instructors to be able to actually hold that space for men is really really beautiful so I think that that is like so incredible that that's been part of your mission and yeah I think like we've come a long way but we've got such a long way to go don't we yeah yeah what's beautiful about it though is like like what you were saying, these people have families, right? And mm. when when I see the dads um, and all of my students come out of Shavasana and they're just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just like feel amazing. Like it's a ripple effect. So they yeah. go out and share that with the world. They share that with their kids. They share that with their friends. Their friends come. They're better uh, husbands. They're better dads. They're better friends. They're better lovers. Um and so that's the beauty of yoga. Like it's not mine, it's not yours, it's not theirs, it's not 
my teachers, like it's everyone's and it's, well, yoga means unity, right? It's ours. Um, And if we can share that with more and more people, then we can, yeah, we'll get there. I know we'll get there. That just gave me chills. (laughs) I love that so much. Yes, I think um, so many people start yoga with the intention just to do something physical and then the realisation that so much more comes from it is just yeah it's so incredible I would love to know do you have any daily like practices that are kind of your non-negotiables like your go-to that you feel like really kind of keep keep you together or like keep you centered or are there things that you know do they change I'd just love to know like if you have some kind of routine or non-negotiables in your day-to-day life um, so for me, yes, that's a must. Um, mm. We can't pour from an empty cup, right? Um, especially as uh, teachers, energy, spirit, um, working in this field. Yeah. We're always giving, giving. Um, so it's important to top up our cup first. I learned this the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yes. most of us do. Um, so every morning I get up at five, I... I sit, I meditate, um, surrounded by my crystals. (laughs) I journal, I write down my dreams that came through um, and usually I'll look them up later in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, some pranayama. I I don't often, because I'm teaching a lot of private, I mean, it changes at the moment, but because I'm teaching quite a few privates, I'm often demonstrating the poses. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of, turned away um, from asana so from a physical mm-hmm. practice and just usually just do a couple of yin poses I've been tapping a bit um, mm-hmm. pull a card every day pull maybe five cards <laughs> um, <laughs> so I do have all these practices um, sometimes tai chi yeah it's always I always journal I always meditate and then everything else is treat yes I love that and I definitely can relate when you're doing a lot of um a lot of private lessons sometimes it can be too much on the body too much openness and yeah you do need to kind of just be mindful with how much of your asana practice that you are bringing into your day-to-day but you obviously have so many other beautiful practices that hold that space for you as well so it's not as if your asana practice is your only spiritual practice that you have in your day that holds you. So yeah, I think that sometimes it can be really challenging when you are a yoga instructor and you're doing lots of private lessons or lots of classes that require you to do physical demonstration to actually make that time for your own practice. And while I think it's super important, yeah, you have to just balance it with what you're doing don't you and asana is only one of the eight limbs right exactly so yeah you can yeah take yoga in many different ways 100%. yes <laughs> definitely so being a business owner obviously balancing the online space and everything like that 
do you feel like you have a good balance with your business and your own like well-being and day-to-day life and are there any kind of like tips or tricks that you have to balance them or do you have boundaries for yourself I'd love if you could elaborate a little on that yeah so another one I learned the hard way Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, they're often the biggest lessons right Um, so I was actually grateful for lockdown um it came at the perfect timing for me I was getting just so overwhelmed um I mean opening a business and then just all it's you right you do admin you do marketing you teach the classes you bring the students in everything accounting blah 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 so I was yeah um just spending seven days a week getting on top of everything and from the outside world it probably doesn't look like you do much being a yoga teacher you just go and teach some classes and it's all fun and games and whatever but no when you're not working you're thinking about working or yeah it's this Mm -hmm. it's not easy but it is so worthwhile yeah so yeah uh, lockdown came and it gave me a break and I was so grateful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have kept going at that pace. I was going 100 miles an hour, which like, well, you're a yoga teacher, right? You don't need to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it came at the perfect time. And I was able to create a routine. Um, so I started putting a timetable together for myself Um you start teaching at like 6 a.m. in the morning and your last class is at 5.30, 7 o'clock at night or something. Mm-hmm. So I'd structure my day where I'd spend two hours marketing, two hours accounting, one class on either side. So once I started to put that in place, I'm a visual person, so I've got like a physical timetable that I can look at and see what I'm doing when. Mm-hmm. And that really helped me create balance and not spend hours and hours and hours um, on the phone or on my computer doing all of that stuff because when you have your own business you pour everything into it yeah um yeah so yeah I'm quite grateful for lockdown because it did give me a chance to reassess everything Mm -hmm. and now I'm ready to go again (laughs) yeah I think a lot of people found that with lockdown as much as it challenged a lot of people and you know it may have come with some financial stress for people I think a lot of people actually needed uh, a moment to just catch their breath we've been just getting like quicker and quicker and quicker the way that we're living our lives and with you know constantly being immersed in social media constantly being plugged into whatever is going on and I think, yeah, it was like a forced break for everyone. Everyone had to actually go, oh, wow, like what is going on? How am I living? Is this actually serving me? And can I continue doing this? Or am I just going to burn myself out? Like what is the end goal with this? Mm. So with, um, with lockdown obviously ending, do you feel like you have put like those systems into place and now have stronger boundaries in keeping those systems in place yeah for sure 
I mean, there's always going to be, mm, of course, yeah. Like, oh, I, I want to do this because I care about my business, you know. So mm-hmm. you spend a day on the weekend, but yeah, I've set up some pretty good um, boundaries and structures for both my studio and um, my one-on-one mm-hmm. treatments. So I limit myself to one or two clients a day um, when I work energetically with them. Um, mm-hmm. And same with thing with classes. I've only got X amount of energy. I can only share it this many ways. So, yeah, it's given me some time to really create these boundaries and trial and error. See, mm-hmm. well, can I do three classes? No, I'm exhausted. And, mm-hmm. yeah, just trying to keep keeping that happy medium, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it sounds like you've really learned to honour yourself and kind of like what you were saying before, you can't pour from empty cups. So it's all well and good if you were to schedule in like six different sessions in a day, but what are you going to be firstly doing for those people that you're trying to serve? And then secondly, doing to yourself and how long you're going to be able to keep that up. So I think that's such a good lesson for anyone doing anything but definitely anything to do with energetic exchanges you cannot like you cannot just pour yourself pour yourself pour yourself without thinking that you need to fill yourself back up first it's so important so I think yes having strong boundaries is so important yeah last question that I have for you sorry practicing what you preach as well like you tell your clients to slow down and breathe and if you don't do that then they're gonna see right through you Mm-hmm. so authenticity yes. being authentic mm. yes that is so important and I think it's always easier to say something than it is to truly embody it but when we're able to embody these practices that we talk about and that we preach to other people it just it comes back to us because people are able to say like yeah these people are actually living in their truth and I want to be able to work with them and to learn from them so that I can bring a little bit of that into my own life as well so yeah I think that's a really important point that you just brought up Mm. I would love to know outside of everything that we've kind of just spoken about what is something that inspires you like on a daily basis what leaves you feeling inspired and excites you Mm. what excites me what excites me is when I guess in my business when I see clients opening up and Mm -hmm. I see them after yoga, after they've finished and they're so relaxed and so calm and nothing matters like in that moment, right? That inspires me, like how much of an impact you can have on these people and the ripple effect that they have on the world. yeah, so my, my clients inspire me and the ocean, <laughs> simple. Um, I, when I'm not teaching, I go down and watch the sunrise and go for a swim when it's not too cold. <laughs> and yeah, just connecting back to nature, connecting to the water, the sun, the earth, all of the elements, that, that's what fills my cup up like that, you know? Yeah. Yes, to both of those. I think touching on the the client part, there is nothing better than starting a class and you can you can almost feel 
for certain students that really have their guard up and they're, you know, you can, you're getting that tension or that uh, resistance immediately when they step foot in the class. And the change in energy by the end of the class, when you can see that they've actually released whatever it is they've been holding on to and they've really allowed themselves to just receive in that moment that is one of the most beautiful things ever and I don't think that I've ever really thought too much on that point until you brought that up then so thank you for bringing that into my awareness and you can see it in their body language yeah their shoulders relax their face relaxes and it's it's so lovely because sometimes you know there'll be people that will get to a class early and they don't really want to say anything they don't really want to make eye contact you kind of get that And that's fine because everyone has their own reason for being there. But it's the most incredible thing when at the end they come up and want to talk to you and they want to talk to the other people and there's that interaction, that openness. Yeah, that is truly such a special and beautiful thing. And on the ocean, yes, I think that as humans, we're becoming aware that we lost a bit of that connection to nature for a while there and everyone has just really been plugged back in seeing how important it is to really just like oh be immersed in nature it's so beautiful it's so abundant everything in nature just flows it has a reason it has a purpose it's just such a grounding calming thing And I think that we spent far too long being disconnected. And I do think it's so beautiful how many people now have nature as their inspiration. Well, we are nature, right? So really what I'm saying is I inspire myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and we're all connected, right? There's nothing outside of you that isn't already within you. And so nature just goes with the flow. And coming back to that first point, like we were speaking about, nature doesn't fight Mm-hmm. um the rhythms nature doesn't yeah. like say oh no winter's coming let's just pause pause winter pause winter yeah <laughs> you know, it just goes it with the rhythm. you mm-hmm. accept release it's all going to come back in its own perfect divine timing like everything is just happening exactly as it should be yeah it's yeah. such a beautiful lesson for us all i got goosebumps <laughs> Oh, I have just loved talking to you so much. So thank you so much for being on here today. What is the best place that people can find you? So I know you have a couple of different Instagram handles, um, but also if you have like a Facebook group or if you have any offerings going at the moment, I would love if you could talk a little bit on that and share. Yeah, awesome. So I do have a little, a couple of uh, Instagram handles. So mm-hmm. my yoga studio is at the yoga AU. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you'll find all the yoga stuff there. And then my um, Reiki everything offering, else, <laughs> everything else falls under bhakti beings. So mm-hmm. bhakti means yoga of love, devotion, um, beings. So Bronte Banning, my name's BB. That's what mm-hmm. I got called as a kid. So B kept coming through, hence why yeah. I named my studio B Yoga and then Bhakti Beings. It kind of carried on. I love that. Yeah. So if you forget, it's just B. So <laughs> just B, B Yoga <laughs> and Bhakti Beings. Mm-hmm. So B H A K T I Beings. 
um, that's where you'll find all my other stuff. So yeah, I do holistic coaching with the Czech Institute. I do tarot readings. I do oracle guidance and I do Reiki. I offer these both online um, and offline. The beauty mm-hmm. of the internet, we work with energy so you can connect with energy wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in Cronulla. So if you're local, you can come here. So I've got a... Uh, uh, quite a bit of availability online at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Reiki, so two twenty-two for an hour and a half, and we pull mm-hmm. a card for you, pull down any guidance that you need, and yeah, just allow your body to receive. Incredible! Thank you so much. I will pop all of that in the show notes um, so that people can find you nice awesome. and easily. But yeah, thanks again, and. I can't wait to chat again sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>